1: Declare the scripture, Zechariah 2.5 over Faith City Outreach, where the Lord says, And I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Chad Kent, a business development executive and recruiter at Arizona Christian University in Glendale, Arizona. Thank you for being here today, Chad, to share how God is blessing Arizona Christian University and transforming culture with truth. As a business development executive and recruiter for Arizona Christian University, what is your strategy in establishing educational partnerships with businesses, companies, municipalities, and others?
2: Yeah, well, thank you for having me, Myrna. So uh, I do work with these organizations, corporations, businesses, cities, towns, like you were saying. And uh, my effort is just to get the word out about our online program. So, of course, we have a traditional campus. But in the online program, uh, we're reaching the working adults who've never finished their bachelor's degree. And in doing so, when I uh, have an educational partnership with, say, a a company – I'll ask that we um, have a uh, landing page set up that I can provide to the HR department of that company, who then will post it um, and uh, make it available for the employees as they're looking at the HR page, be able to click on Arizona Christian University and request for their information. And in, in doing so, then, of course, we'll, we'll uh, work out possibly a, like a discount scholarship, or things that's beneficial for those employees, because again, we want to reach out to these students, the working adults, to make it possible for them to finish their degrees.
1: That's great. And how do you determine the amount of scholarships that each working adult will receive?
2: So it would be a a proprietary thing that we work out with that corporation, so uh, the benefit to us is, of course, that we're expanding. and We're getting the students, and then the benefit to them is that they're providing uh, tuition dollars, oftentimes, to those employees, and then then the, um, they're helping the, the employees gain the opportunity to to uh, to be able to get into school and finish their degree.
1: Now you go and uh, create partnerships with businesses or corporations, you said, what does it take for a business or corporation to be your partner?
2: So that would uh, be working with me. So okay. again, my name, as you just said, is Chad Kent. Okay. And uh, so uh, we work with that. Um, what's really great about Arizona Christian is universities, we have multiple partnerships. One of them is Primus University. And that's something that, and that's how I met you. So that was a blessing right. from God. That's and true. then, so we established those relationships and then we move from there and we discuss details and, and then set up the partnership.
1: Is there a lot of paperwork needed for that?
2: No, no, not at all. We make it as, as easy as possible. Again, there's a benefit to you. There's a benefit to me, you know, to these organizations, these towns and cities. And so really, we make it as simple as possible.
1: So how long have you been a business development executive and recruiter for Arizona Christian University?
2: So it's been for three years. I've been in the education industry for 10. But I've been with Arizona Christian University for three years. And I've truly been blessed because I I do get to uh, work with these organizations and groups and whatnot that provides the opportunity to, to share our mission.
1: And do most of your, let's say partnerships, are they made by you going out side of the, or going to the community or for example, at events, educational events?
2: It's been anything and everything really. We, we've had um, organizations reach out to us. That's um, excited to become partners. Um, I have an organization an online high school that reached out to me, and so I'll be meeting with them tomorrow. And uh, then there's other times, yeah, we'll do, like, say, for example, a tabletop event or other types of um, events in which, in which I uh, do business-to-business relations, and then I establish those relationships that way.
1: What are your challenges um, of your ministry, and what do you do to resolve them?
2: Our biggest challenge really has to do, I guess, with our vision, So our vision really is to transform culture with truth, like you were saying earlier. So we want to equip students in the Word of God. We don't want to just bless them with a liberal arts uh, university degree. We Mm -hmm. want them to grow in the knowledge of Scripture. So they then finish their degree. They move on to, to start their career. But then what they learn from a biblical standpoint is affecting them for the rest of their life. So the biggest challenge really is getting the word out, you know, saying, um, we got to expand our mission. So as you well know, our world is going further and further away from the Christian biblical worldview. And so that's why it's imperative that we're reaching out to students, bring them on board and start equipping the saints with the word of God.
1: Yes. Especially the next generation
2: yes absolutely so there's other schools say for example they're Christian that are classified as more missional the idea there is missional is that is that they're going to bring on anybody as a student with the hopes of that student making a deci- decision to move toward God ours is more covenantal so our goal is that we're bringing on students that will make that have made a covenant with God mm-hmm. and that they've turn their lives over to Christ. But then at that point, they're also making a covenant with us. So they'll sign our faith statement when they come on board with us.
1: You mentioned that Arizona Christian University is transforming culture with truth. We know that is with the word of God. What are some classes or let's say activities or events or requirements that they have to do in order to, um, let's say, not only be fed with the word of God, but be required to know the Word of God.
2: So um, from the get go, they'll be into a class. They'll, they'll start in a class that introduces the Christian worldview. Now, granted, we are looking for believers, but it's imperative to offer this class because it's clarifying solid doctrine and what is the Christian worldview or biblical worldview? What does that really mean and what does that look like? So from the get go, they do that. In addition to that, let's say they're studying education or they're studying business. They're also getting a Bible minor. So a Bible minor is, is uh, six classes or 18 college credits. So they're getting deeper in the Word of God. So they're studying a deeper principles and truths of the Old Testament, New Testament covenants, and, and further things about understanding, uh, say, how to interpret Scripture. And then on top of that, uh, they need to go to chapel. So we have chapel twice a week, uh, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday. So they're getting the ministry and the word of God that way as well.
1: What is your favorite part of your ministry?
2: I get to talk the word of God all the time. That's (laughs) awesome.
1: So um, when you say all the time, describe that. So going to events, going to their classrooms, or how do you, can you explain that a little more?
2: So as a business development executive, and as I stated, I establish these relationships, Mm -hmm. but I also recruit. So say, for example, if you were uh, an employee of an organization we have an educational partnership with, and then you inquire, you say, I don't have a bachelor's degree. At that point, we have a conversation. Because we're a covenantal school, we want to make sure that you're on board with the, the biblical worldview. So I then at that point get to say, okay, Marina, tell me about your faith. Do you believe Jesus is the only way? Do you believe the Bible is the word of God? And it's always from that starting point that we get to have a good solid spiritual conversation and I love that. And it's at that point that they can see I can see the the genuine position of the student and then they see mine and that's where we grow a bond because we're spiritual brothers and sisters.
1: Now, do you find yourself doing that even outside of Arizona Christian University?
2: <laughs> all the time, <laughs> all the time. I do a lot of street ministry, and I'm um, I do a lot of, of volunteer work with a homeless shelter, and uh, of course, people on the street. I was stopped by Mormons the other day as I was out running with my daughter. She and I were mm-hmm. cooling off. we were walking, and two Mormons missionaries stopped us, and so
1: <laughs> wow, you had a course, conversation the- there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> That's great. I know part of your ministry is to help students with the enrollment process and set up for classes. How long does the enrollment process take?
2: It's not too difficult. Um, so again, I, I enroll for online. I don't enroll for traditional. Some okay. things are a little bit different on the traditional side. But the overall picture is that um, as soon as the student can get transcripts to us, complete the application, which currently right now there's no application fee, so that makes it easy. Then um, at that point, we can review their transcripts, review the faith statement, review the details on their application, and then we can academically accept them. And then we need to financially accept them. And that just involves some extra steps um, that the, the student's willing to take for, for um, say, uh, you know, financial aid or other means of paying for school. So as soon as we can get that out of the way, then we can get them enrolled. It shouldn't take uh, more than a week, really.
1: Wow, that's pretty quick. How big are the class uh, sizes there? uh, That's a great question, and we love
2: answering that because of our small class size. Um, When you look at all the modellas we offer, which is traditional, um, online, and then the programs that we offer for high school students who want to get some college classes out of the way, then we're looking at an average of 16 to 1. So one teacher per 16 students. And this is great because th- this makes things um, on the on the uh, it gives the student the opportunity to have uh, better conversations and a professional relationship with the instructor and better understanding the materials being taught.
1: That is so true, because you could just be a number if uh, you if the class sizes are so big.
2: Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it gets lost. Exactly. And I've been to schools uh, when I was working on my undergraduate program. I've been to schools where they're, um, the classes are so big, you, you hardly ever get to talk to the instructor. And then in addition mm-hmm. to that, your um, the majority of your grade really depends on tests. Well, what about us poor guys who are not good at tests, right? <laughs> The thing about the smaller class size is you're going to be um, required um, projects, papers, things like that involve interaction and really uh, uh, force the student to dive in the word of God or the subject matter, for example, like business or whatever, to better explain on paper what they're learning. So they're really, they're regurgitating what they're learning from the textbooks, from the lectures, uh, video series, whatever that we're offering so that, the, the instructor can see that yes, the student is is grasping the information.
1: So the tests are different. You're saying, yeah, they're
2: di- they're different. I teach. That's great. I get an opportunity to teach once in a while, and um, uh, because I'm not a great test taker, I don't like to give tests.
1: That's <laughs> I'm just the same way. So you know what? I totally agree.
2: Yeah, but some <laughs> of the instructors they like giving tests. They like giving right. quizzes and things like that. And I'm not directly against it. Right. Um, but I just really like I, I favor the other side of that. There's there there are advantages to test. But but really the, exactly. the instructors are providing that, uh, based on their own class and and uh what they see as necessary for their classroom.
1: That's true. I mean, you know, the testing is is needed, but it's it's great to have the freedom to develop your own type of testing, right? Yeah. I mean, we know right. that standardized tests you can't get away from that, but when you create a very creative testing, um, that's really great because not everybody is really good at testing like myself and you. (laughs) (laughs) So we meet the needs on how the students, sounds like you meet the needs on how the students um, basically learn.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's really important. Um, So what if, though, a student had a challenging time taking a test test? from another professor is are there services for him or her to let's say get or receive help for test yes, taking is.
2: in fact um so being a regionally accredited school that we are mm-hmm. that we need to adhere to what's called the ada guidelines ada american disabilities act of mm-hmm. 1974 um in that which we need to have an ada contact and what's really great about that uh, her name is as brenda spear um i had a um parents reach out to me and said, I have, uh, five students with disabilities, five kids with disabilities. I think she adopted all of them. And, uh, so the, the, the husband and wife came in and we sat down with Brenda and she just went over a gamut of things that we do to make it possible for a student to be successful. So let's say they're dealing with an issue like that. They're not really great at tests then they can separate the student and work with them individually that way. And Mm -hmm. we do everything we can to accommodate. Maybe that's not the right term, but we do what we can to accommodate the student um, for helping them to be successful. Nobody's going to flunk out because they're a bad taste taker. Mm -hmm. That's for sure.
1: That's really good. What does um, Arizona... Christian University do to retain their students, since I know you are the number one university in Arizona, and that would be the number one Christian university, right? Uh, right. Okay. So how do you retain students? Because I know a lot of colleges and universities, that is like the number one um, thing that they struggle with.
2: Right. It's, it is, and I've, I've worked for other schools prior to Arizona Christian University, and retention is a big issue. The thing is, with our school, it really comes, again, back to our mission. We want to transform culture with truth, and so, therefore, we only bring on instructors that teach the Word of God and believe in the Word of God. So we're going to offer biblical principles in every single class. You can be sitting in an English one-on-one class or a business class or a history class, and you're going to hear the Word of God. There's one online class that I taught, which was computer literacy. And in this online class, we start talking scripture. There's discussion questions people need to answer. One of them specific to a a Bible verse that I love talking about, Psalm ninety-one-one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I love talking about that verse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we talk about that. So coming back to the retention issue is the people that are staying, the students... um, want to stay because they're growing in that we're really a family at arizona christian university Mm -hmm. and in fact when i do um, tours uh, sometimes we have some of the students come on tours with us we've had seniors uh, do that one in particular who graduated last may sadly her name was uh, melody and she would go on the tour with me when i bring a group on or maybe a family and she she tells this story, and I love hearing it, about how there was this one student who was super shy, and he only talked to his instructors. And so Melody and the other uh, seniors got together and said, we need to know this kid's name. We need to learn his name and just introduce ourselves and say hi, you know. Make him feel comfortable. Make him realize this really is a family here. And she says he became the most popular kid in school because of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. It turned it up being a really beautiful story, huh? Yeah, that's great. With a happy ending. Yep. Now, uh, is your student population primarily Christians?
2: Yes, um, there there is the faith statement. Again, we're a covenantal school. And then so they do need to sign a faith statement. That faith statement includes that we truly believe Jesus is mm-hmm. the only way and the Bible's the word of God. Absolutely.
1: Now, do they mostly live, the students live close by the university, or are they coming from different places of the world?
2: They're coming from all over. In fact, one of the seniors who also just graduated, um, he came from <laughs> the, the country escapes me somewhere in Africa. And, uh, wow. And uh, so that, that was a blessing. We do get quite a few uh, California students in California, colleges and universities are extremely expensive now. And a lot of them are reaching out to other states and stuff. And so that's where our pricing structure is is most advantageous is is reaching those California students. So we do get a lot of people from out of state as as well. And really, that again, comes back to uh, who we are as a school. There's Christian schools that are uh, more missional minded, Mm -hmm. uh, where ours is more covenantal. And so they're that, that does hold advantage within uh, Christian families.
1: That's great, and that's interesting, too, that you have students from all over the world. Thanks. How long has Arizona Christian University been a uh, university?
2: So we've been around since 1960, so we're going now on our 60th year. So wow. That's really exciting so are
1: you gonna have a big celebration
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably you know I, I haven't heard of you talk about that but I'm sure we would um, but we've been uh, we started in 1960 off our old lot which we just moved from which was in Phoenix it was off cactus in 26th and uh, we just did a land swap with Arizona State University they had a West Side campus in Glendale Thunderbird campus and that's almost 70 acres and we did a land swap free of charge actually i think we paid a dollar but hey wow <laughs> that's how god works he does great miracles and uh the dean of academic affairs his name's dr ed Clavel. he told me he said in about three years i'm really concerned that those new students they'll never know the miracle that took place when we did this land swap we gained 50 acres almost 50 acres And we only paid a dollar, you know? Wow. And he makes a great point because it's true. This really comes back to uh, what Moses said. Tell your children and tell your children's children about the great things that God did for us. Yes. God took us out of Egypt. Generation to
1: generation. Just let them know.
2: And we've got to keep telling the story of the great things that God's done at Arizona Christian University.
1: So if you have a celebration for your 60th um let's say 60th uh year celebrating you being a a university you could mention that
2: yeah absolutely. absolutely that would
1: really be something that would be interesting to students yeah
2: and president munsell president len munsell he often quotes a lot of things that's happened throughout the year and how great god has done many things And it really serves as such a great reminder that God is involved in our school and he's doing great things.
1: That's great. Do you ever get a chance to just like walk around your your university, you know, Arizona (laughs) Christian University, just to take, let's say, a stroll around just to see how students are doing and talking to students? Do you ever do that?
2: I do. And, you know, we have some really um, outgoing students and so... Uh, really, because it's a family feel, you can just say hi to a student as they're walking by. And I, I love walking around the campus, absolutely. And they do that probably every time I'm up there. And uh, they're, they're so nice, you know, and, and usually that can s- spark a conversation. Hey, what, so what are you studying and what are you right. doing and why are you here? Right. And uh, it comes back to like what we were talking about at the beginning here is that if we get to then have a spiritual conversation.
1: That's great. And do any of them go and visit you?
2: Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm not on campus a ton. <laughs> That's
1: true. You're you're most of the time you're traveling, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on the
2: road. Or, yeah, yeah, you're on
1: the road. I know that Arizona Christian University is an accredited university by the Higher Learning Commission. I know it is a private and also a nonprofit university too. Does Arizona Christian University offer a wide variety of degrees to students? And what is a degree program? Or what is a degree program that most students enroll in?
2: So uh, we have upwards of sixty areas of study, which of course includes majors and minors and programs, and with all of the goal to prepare students for the marketplace, but also for graduate school. So ultimately, they all expand our mission, which includes um, you know, say for example, behavior health, uh, biblical studies, broadcast journalism, business administration. And whatnot. So there's music. Of course, we have music programs, and um, what's really great about that is when we have all employee meetings, there's people that comes out the music industry, and they will lead the meeting first with worship. Oh, that's amazing! Yes,
1: that is so great. Now, do they ever have like worship time on campus where they set it's a set time? out of the week and they invite students and let them know, okay, six o'clock Wednesday night, we're going to have worship. Yeah. Do you ever have that? That's
2: really, they do. They do. They do periodically. Um, and then of course our, our worship band is, is leading the chapel service. Right. Yep. That's awesome.
1: That's great. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Chad Kent, a business development executive, and recruiter at Arizona Christian University in Phoenix, Arizona. And we are talking about how God is blessing this Christian university and transforming culture with truth. Chad, now if a student was interested in attending Arizona Christian University, what is the best way to get information?
2: And that's through me. Okay. So they can reach me via email, so chad.kent. At Arizona Christian, that's all one word, at Arizona So, chad.kent at Arizona They can also call. Uh, our mainline number is 602 489 5300. My extension then is 7196. Could
1: you repeat that again, please?
2: Sure. 602 489 5300. And my extension is 7196.
1: How do you go about helping a student find a degree program when he or she does not know what career path he or she likes to take or wants to take?
2: Right. So um, from a personal level, how I do it is um, I'll talk to them about what their their ultimate mission is, is is completing a degree. Somebody reaches out to me. They're typically going to be a working adult. And so, therefore, I ask him, well, what, what is the purpose of you getting this degree? Oftentimes, well, I, I need to move up. And I, 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 uh, I can't move up in the job because I don't have a degree. Others say, I really want a career change. Mm-hmm. So then we talk about what they're wanting to do. What is their ultimate goal with that degree? And it's at that point that we'll discuss, say, for example, uh, an industry-specific degree like education or a non-industry specific degree like business. Mm-hmm. So if they're looking to move up and um, their job is not necessarily looking for a specific degree, uh, but they want to move up for the sake of leadership, uh, a greater position and pay raise, where a business administration degree is really great on uh, teaching leadership. But again, if it's industry specific, say they want to get into the ministry of helping people with mental health issues, then we're going to discuss our family studies program, which is psychology-based or a behavioral health program. And so those programs will help them get more focused on on the direction to, to, to bless uh, these people. So really, it's, it's a discussion. It's re- mm-hmm. understanding not their tangible needs only, but the intangible needs of what it is that God's called them to do.
1: Now, do you include prayer in that too?
2: Uh, at times, absolutely. Okay. It's it's great because, again, this yeah. g- comes back to the whole idea of having this conversation with students. We get to talk scripture. Exactly. And we get to talk the word of God, and oftentimes we have pray together, which is amazing.
1: Yes. And we know that God is the one that's, you know, we want his will, right? Not our Amen. will. Amen. I, right. just, I just talked to... Um, Dr. Clyde Rivers last week, and this is one thing that really stood in my mind when I talked to him. He said, your will, your bill, God's will, God's bill.
2: Amen. Amen. (laughs) That's right.
1: That was so good. So that's what, you know, comes to mind is that we want God, God's will, right?
2: That's right.
1: Your website stated that Arizona Christian University is the number one university in Arizona, and I believe for two years, and you are one of the top Christian universities online since 2017. Are there more online students than in-person students?
2: No. Our our, our biggest modality is the traditional students. Okay. So what's really great about online is it really is allowing us to expand. So, again, as you stated earlier, we're we're accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. And when a school uh, presents a new degree, or even a new modality, they then need to get it approved through the accrediting body. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that could be that, okay, well, we're going to introduce business. We got to get that approved. We need to introduce education that we need to get that approved. Then behavioral health, then family studies, and on and on. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe it was um, May of 2017, the commission gave us, free and clear opportunity for all of our degrees that we're currently offering online. That alone was a miracle. Wow. That was amazing. So that gives us great opportunity for growth. And uh, so uh, we offered online classes before that, but we weren't allowed to offer more than 50%. And so now we can offer 100% online degrees. And really, that's the wave of the future. Yes. I think everybody but Ivy League schools anymore... Uh, offers online. And now even online uh, or Ivy League schools, if you listen sometimes to those TED talks, they'll share about how they actually are offering some online classes in third world countries to make it possible for them to be educated. And so really, it really is the the wave of the future. This is a new modality that uh, blesses higher education to spread knowledge. But with Arizona Christian University, not only knowledge, but again, the word of God which furthers our expanse and transforming culture with truth.
1: Amen. After the construction of your new campus, your student enrollment increased dramatically. Is that true?
2: That's right. About 20%. Wow.
1: Now what do most students like about Arizona Christian university? What do, What are they saying?
2: Mm. Wow. That's a good question. Um, I think that really comes back down to um, the small class sizes the I biblical bet. teaching and even spiritual teaching from, from instructors in every every discipline, um, the family uh, feel to it. Mm-hmm. Being able to just sit down and just chat with a student. And if a student has a concern, um, they, they've they been able to reach out to department chairs or maybe even, even the dean of academic affairs. I've heard students sometimes sitting down with the president. Not that I hear a bunch of concerns. My point in saying that is... There was accessibility there, and I've had the liberty of being able to just sit down with students on campus. They're they're living on campus and they're going through their programs, and just sit and ask what what's going on in school. How? What's your feel? What's your take on this? Mm-hmm. And so that's a blessing for the students, but it's also, of course, a very a a, a big blessing for us because that gives us direction on how can we better bless the students.
1: Exactly. What are the future plans for arizona christian university
2: no this is a great question so uh, out of all that that we're doing this really comes back to our partnerships um so our partnerships come back to like i mentioned earlier primus university primus university is a seminary we're not we're a liberal arts christian university Primus University, being a seminary, can provide graduate degrees and doctoral programs uh, on, on their side in which I'm partnering with the leadership within Primus that's reaching out to the military community. And I'm a military veteran. I spent some time in the Marines back in the 90s. And one of the, one of the contacts with Primus University, John Crella, is uh, also prior Marines. And so, of course we hit it off and we're both brothers in the lord so
1: oh great
2: so we love reaching nice. out to the military community and so we're expanding in that area and just getting veterans but also current military um
1: so how is it going so far
2: well we're or kind of somewhat in the mil- in the beginning stages there's there's okay. uh, some some preliminary work that needed to get out of the way that has taken some time but um, primus university just had a graduation and so that took a lot of their time and now that that's done now, John and I and then Dr. Karen Drake, we get to, uh, to really start hitting it hard um, starting January.
1: That's so, great.
2: So some doors are already opening, and so we're happy about that.
1: That's so, great.
2: In addition to that, I want to share with you, um, uh, we have an agreement with Midwestern University. Um, this agreement qualifies Arizona Christian University students, a guaranteed pathway to Midwestern's uh, healthcare graduate programs. So that's really exciting. If a student is accepted at ACU, academically accepted, then if they maintain their GPA, then there again that provides a pathway into that.
1: Now, into that is program. it a three point three point five, or what's the GPA? So uh, requirement.
2: I hate to say I don't know the requirement for a pre biology program. Okay. Uh, but to get into ACU is is a two point five. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, we have partnerships with um, with Phoenix Seminary. They're also another seminary that grad- offers graduate and uh, postgraduate programs. They're a, a, a um, an accredited university here in town, and then of course the Association of Christian Schools International. So this is important. We love to talk about ACSI. It's a certification that really it's um, uh, the This graduates of the Shelley Roden School of Education at ACU are offered uh, preferred employment opportunities at any of the 3,000 ACSI accredited Christian elementary schools in the United States, as well as 20,000 Christian elementary and and, uh, secondary schools in more than 100 countries. So that's great. So as we continue expanding our partnerships and things like that, that's that's really the direction that we're going. We don't get a chance to... um, offer certain degrees. So say, for example, Mm -hmm. like um, computer science. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've Since we did this land swap with Arizona State University, that's created an opportunity for us to establish a deeper relationship with ASU. And so because we don't offer computer science, and they do, then a student can come on board with us, complete 90 credits with us, all the while complete 30 credits in computer science at ASU. I don't know what the numbers are. Hundreds of thousands, I would think, Uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars to set up a computer science program. That's not funds that we're going to put forward right now. But that's where that partnership comes in. And so we're very happy about that. So that's those 30 credits then transfer into Arizona Christian University. And they finished with a computer science degree.
1: That's great. I know now a lot of high schools are allowing their students, the ones that have a higher GPA, to take college courses. Are you in partnership with any of those high schools?
2: So say that again.
1: So some high schools are allowing their students um, to take college classes at the school.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll follow you. Um, and
1: are you in partnership with any of those high schools?
2: We are. Uh, there's a Gilbert Christian school that we do that with um, and some other schools. I'm, I'm from the East Valley and so I'm from more familiar with those schools. But really, that um, ultimately leads to what's called our concurrent enrollment program. So we have an online concurrent enrollment program with homeschool kids, public school kids, Christian high school students can get college credits with us online in eight-week increments. So they complete the class in eight weeks. They can complete one or two classes at a time, so, so uh, three to six credits at a time, and they move on to the next Uh, Term the next eight weeks. That's what my daughter's doing with Arizona Christian University. I'm really excited about that because she's a senior in high school and she's getting those college credits out of the way. So that's great. That Um, is. In addition to that, we have on-campus classes. So some students can come on board Mm -hmm. uh, and complete some classes. Not everything in our catalog is available. We want to limit those to make sure that they're, they're classes that the high school students are ready for. But then we have dual enrollment as well. And then so that comes back to, say, for example, like what we're doing with Gilbert Christian High School is that we can give the curriculum to the school and the high school teacher is going to teach that curriculum and they're earning college credits that way.
1: That's great.
2: Yeah, and really, that's another thing. uh, You know, I spoke about the online being the wave of the future, but so is um, dual enrollment, dual enrollment slash concurrent enrollment. Why does a high school student sit in classes for four years of gen ed to then turn around, get in college and do another possible two years of gen eds all over again. And um, oftentimes we talk about, oh, well, Europe's ahead of us in education and their their kids are, you know, whatever the numbers are, whatever the statistics are, the bottom line is, is that high school kids, a lot of them, they're ready for these college classes. And why not start getting these classes out of the way so that by the time you get to college, you're ready start getting into your own discipline.
1: Exactly. That's great. That is great news. If I could go back in time, I would definitely would want to take advantage <laughs> of that. Seriously. You and me both,
2: man. Wow. We should sure waste a lot of time and money, didn't we? Oh, so
1: <laughs> true. Now, what is the percentage of students that graduate from Arizona Christian University that want to pursue a doctorate's degree or a master's degree? Is there a a great percentage?
2: You know, I don't know about that. Right now, we don't have graduate degrees.
1: Okay. So. Well, uh, when they leave, when you, because you said you're going to partner with Primus University.
2: I follow you. So, like, they want to go off to Midwestern. I don't know what the percentage is, but we do have uh, a really good pre-biology program. I'm sorry, uh, a pre-med program. And uh, so, it's a really great program in which the students are then moving on. But I don't know what the numbers are.
1: Okay. How does Arizona Christian University compare to other universities and what is unique about it? You did talk about some of the unique parts of it and that is the class size, right? Yeah. And, um, and the
2: missional versus covenant. Exactly. Absolutely. So I did work for a missional uh, school and uh, we're very much apples and oranges, the, um, there, There's a dif- disadvantage of a miss- mission of school. You know, the advantage is that they can bring anybody on board and they can grow and expand it and bring as many students on as possible. But in the end, the disadvantage is that they can still finish their degree and not never come to Christ. Mm. You know, So uh, the the advantage of a con- covenantal school really is that we're bringing people on that, again, they agree with the faith statement. But maybe they've never fully grasp that deeper relationship with jesus christ and we see transformational
0: mm-hmm. uh
2: things taking place in which people have really like wow i grew up learning the bible this is what my parents taught me mm-hmm. this the church taught me but now it's a personal relationship with jesus christ and we've had students be baptized and uh it was like they finally um surrendered everything to christ it, when you surround yourself with the Word of God, it's going to actually yeah. penetrate your heart, and we see that.
1: Now, where do the baptisms take place?
2: Well, it's not something that we have necessarily set in play, set in stone, in which we have like, okay, well, here's a baptism. But it's, say, for example, like we'll have a, you know, the football team would, would then, you know, they go off to a camp, for mm-hmm. example, and they're they're practicing for football. They're learning techniques. They're learning skills. You know, strength training, all that stuff, and they come back with some pictures or. A guy got baptized or
1: something. <laughs> wow, it's amazing. So I can imagine that your sports teams, because you have football and what other sports do you have? We
2: have over eighteen. Uh, wow, uh, sports. Yeah, we're NAIA. That's so we great. Have, we have yeah the football, basketball, um, soccer, baseball, softball, volleyball, yeah, swimming.
1: So I can imagine that they also pray before they compete with other schools, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, the coaches are, uh, of course, believers as well. So that's something that we definitely take seriously.
1: Amen, that's great. What is something that um, you would tell a student about going to, um, even just going to college, if he or she was confused about attending college? What would you what advice would you give him or her?
2: Mm. So if they're considering going to college or not, if they're contemplating. Yes, they're really,
1: contemplating it. Uh,
2: they say the statistics are about uh, 27% of the population has has a degree, and maybe that's changed, but I'm sure not by a lot. And i I was a working adult for a long time without a degree, so I'm kind of the poster child for the online program.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So... With me personally, there was times if I would look for... I, I used to be in the supplement industry. Mm-hmm. I was in the supplement industry. So, um, I was a purchasing manager f- uh, for a vitamin uh, manufacturer. And in 2008, when the economy took a dive, I couldn't find a find a job. And wow. Time after time and looking for work.
1: Is that what brought you to, you know, you completing your degree program?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it did. Wow. Yeah, it just... I hated looking at a job that said bachelor's degree required. It's like, well, set that aside. Let me move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that was so frustrating. And working adults often feel that way. And I had, you know, in the back of my mind, just like this voice, if you will. And just like, you got to finish your degree. You got to finish your degree. Mm-hmm. And finally I got in and I did it. And it was tough work. Mm-hmm. And I have a family. I have three daughters, and you know we want to go to the soccer games. And we want to mm-hmm. participate in church, and then on the weekends we want to relax. But you got to do schoolwork, and uh, and I did it, and I pushed through. And about thirty-eight, I was thirty-eight years old, and I finally finished my bachelor's degree.
1: Wow! So you would your testimony would be perfect for your online students, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I tell them you're never too old, never too old to finish a degree. Never, ever think that. And when you finally get that degree and you put it on your resume and you sit down for that interview, they're not going to ask, how old were you when you finished your Mm -hmm. degree? Because it doesn't matter. The fact is, is that you have that degree and now that door's open for you.
1: That's good. You tell them. What do they, uh, how do they respond to that, react to that listening to your story?
2: Well, it is very beneficial for them because every working adult has a good excuse not to start school. <laughs> there's <laughs> plenty of good excuses. I had, I had them all. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's never a good time to start school because mm-hmm. you always have challenges. Mm-hmm. But as a working adult and you see the value of a degree, then at that point, it helps them get over that mental hurdle of, I just can't do it now. So it that's really true. helps them to push forward and say, you know what? I can do this. And not only can I do this, my contact, Chad Kent, he's going to pray with me.
1: That is <laughs> We're so We're going to talk the word of God. Have you ever had any of your students call you and just say, can we pray or can you pray for me?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I've had some friends that's come out of it. student uh one, one, one He just graduated um, a few months back, and we just had a conversation this last weekend, you know, Mm -hmm. and he just applied and got a great job with the VA. Wow. He wouldn't have got that job without that degree. But he was a working adult, and he finished his degree. So it was really exciting.
1: Yes. What a blessing. You're a blessing to them. (laughs) (laughs) Your testimony is perfect for them. What is something that we didn't... um, mention about Arizona Christian University that you want you want your, the listeners to know about Chad.
2: Um you know our mission statements. I'm go, I'm going to read it if that's okay. Absolutely. Our mission statement says this. An AC, ACU Arizona Christian University provides a biblically integrated liberal arts education equipping graduates to serve the Lord Jesus Christ in all aspects of life as leaders of influence and excellent, And our vision then follows up with, ACU exists to educate and equip followers of Christ to transform culture with truth. So our goal really isn't just about education. We exist, we truly exist to educate and equip followers of Christ so that they can then go out and transform culture with truth. And granted, we talked about this off and on. But really, the deeper meaning of that really is the intangible benefits of being a believer. You now have a degree in which, say, you have an education degree now. You finish your, your degree, and then you go out and you get a job.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now you're armed with the Word of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: During that whole process of getting an education degree, you'll end up communicating. This comes back to really us being a small school. You'll end up communicating with your department chair. The education, for example, our department chair is Dr. Linnea Lighting. I love bragging about her because she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Every sp- student in the education program loves her. Mm. So they get to, the students get to know the, stu- the, the, the 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 instructors on a personal level, and they get to know the department chair, as the department chair is a big part of helping guide the students. And that's bre- great, and that really is also contributes to long-lasting relationships.
1: How do you go about helping your graduate students find a job after uh, they graduate from Arizona Christian University?
2: Well, being that we're we're not uh, into job placements as universities usually aren't. Oh, okay. Um, trade schools usually are, right? So they'll oh, okay. take through like a mechanics program and, and position them for that. Okay. But really, it's at that point um, they are more equipped verbally, academically. Mm-hmm. And just articulating who they are, what they've learned in their discipline mm-hmm. to better position them for, say, writing cover letters, mm-hmm. creating resumes, being able to sit down and have an interview. So they're going to grow in, in their ability to communicate.
1: Right. And like you said, they're equipped with the, uh, the word of God. Yeah. So Amen. they're going to use the, their biblical wisdom in any place and everywhere they go, in family, in their mm-hmm. at their job, that's right. in their own personal lives, every part of their lives. Amen. So that's really good. How do you maintain your uh, uh, a place of faith? Because I know that you have a big responsibility in this. How do you maintain a, a place of faith?
2: I think this really just comes. Uh, it's a very personal question, so it comes to the fact of. Growing my relationship with Christ. And this is instructions that the Bible gives all of us believers. Read the Word of God. Memorize Scripture so that you hide the Word of God in your heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quote Scripture. Pray. The Bible says to lift up prayers and supplication. What is supplication? (laughs) There's a Calvary Chapel preacher by the name of Skip Heitzig. He puts it like this. Supplication is praying with every bit of emotion of Mm. who you are, crying out to God. So we're supposed to live up prayer and supplication, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Fasting,
2: that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of believers, we don't talk about that. Fasting is a beautiful thing that God designed for the sake of forsaking the flesh and drawing ever closer to the Lord. And then, of course, fellowship. We need fellowship. Get plugged into a, a good, solid doctrine teaching church. You do those things and worship the Lord. Listen to music that's going to motivate your spirit to worship God. All of these things are such elementary principles that help define our relationship with our Creator. And in doing so, it's going to bleed into everything that we do. Mm -hmm. And that's what we at ACU needs to do. Every employee needs to do. Every faculty, staff, all the students need to do. And it's highly, of course, encouraged that that's, we need to have that established relationship with Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. Now I know you're part of the staff and do you ever get together with the faculty and just gather together to pray?
2: We have, we have, in fact. um, So getting back to the fact that we just moved to this new location, Mm -hmm. uh, we moved this last summer. So summer of 2019, we moved in and we took over Uh, right at the beginning of July. And one of the staff, I forget who it was, she um, requested that uh, uh, email blast go out We all get together and just walk around campus and praying, praying over the buildings, praying Mm -hmm. over the the students coming on board before they get there and praying for the staff and the employees. Amen. And so that's what we did. We had a we had a, a big group that came out, and which includes the president, President Munsell, and his wife, Dr. Tracy Munsell, and mm-hmm. and we just walked around, and we just prayed for the school and the new grounds that we're taking over.
1: Wow. That's so great to hear, and I can imagine just how uh, great of an experience you had doing that. I mean, just coming together at your workplace. Um, I don't really want to say workplace, but it's because it's your... Ministry, but at the university, right? <laughs> Where you do your your uh, ministry.
2: It, it's really weird. I, I even three <laughs> years into it, I keep scratching my head. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm I getting paid for this? Is this my <laughs> job? Like, <laughs> how is it that I have a place I can go to that we're encouraging prayer, we're encouraging worship, and uh, and and then even then we talk talk scripture and have spiritual conversations with fellow coworkers. It's amazing.
1: It is. What else would you want the listeners to know about Arizona Christian University, or what would you like to tell them?
2: Really, we you know we covered a lot of ground, mm-hmm. and um, I I really I, I relate our school to a church.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you have you walk into a church. And you you hear the preaching, you're like, "Wow, that's great preaching, great music, right? I can brag about my church. I'm at a Calvary chapel in Queen Creek, and, <laughs> and man, it's great bold preaching, right, and it's great music and But then you start getting involved with people, you start to get to know people, and then there's sometimes there's drama right mm-hmm. and things get unearthed because maybe you establish relationships with so many people and you find out some things that maybe you're like, oh, we need to deal with this or we need to, right? Every church has got an issue, right?
1: Right. There's no perfect church. There's no perfect
2: church. (laughs) And you walk out of that church and you say, but I'm still going to brag about my church to my fellow friends Mm -hmm. because I love this church. Why do I love this church? Because of this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And I, I can say that, that's the case with any Christian university as well, mm-hmm. right? Any any Christian covenantal, Christian covenantal school such as ourselves, you're going to find people and you're like, man, I, I really wish we can deal with this, or we can do things this way, or or whatever, you know. And and s- sadly, you know, in the workforce, we have to work with other people. <laughs> Right, we have to put up with their weaknesses, but really they have to put up with our weaknesses too. Right?
1: Exactly. I was going to say that. It goes both ways.
2: So, uh, so with that said, there's no perfect church, like you said, right? Right. And the people aren't perfect, and they're not there because they're perfect.
1: And we're not perfect, right?
2: And, And so is the case with ACU. You might come on board, and and you find, well, that person believes this particular doctrine, and that person believes that particular doctrine. But hey, we're all believers. Again, we believe Jesus is the only one, with the Bible's Word of God. Mm-hmm. I've had discussions with the vice president about theology that we disagreed on, but mm-hmm. he loves the Lord. Exactly. And I love talking theology with him, mm-hmm. you know? And so, so I guess that's really what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna come on board and they're gonna say, you know, what? I just don't agree with that, mm-hmm. or I don't agree with this. Remember the bigger picture of it all. Are you as a student really growing in the Word of God? Mm-hmm. At the same time, growing in your discipline. Mm-hmm. If you're studying pre-law, are you growing in the knowledge of that while also seeing scriptures? Um, in addition to that, there's one last thing. Yeah. So there's something called our uh, core education. So there's what's called 38 core credits. This is a liberal arts. We are a liberal arts uh, university. And the liberal arts education is defined under core, capital C, capital O, capital R, capital E. Okay. What this is, it's studying um, different things like events, arts, music, literature, history, things that fall under our humanities in many schools. We're looking at those, but also how does it compare to the Word of God? Mm-hmm. So we're implementing the Christian worldview as it pertains. To these different areas, how does the Christian worldview uh, fit in the history of art, or even in the subject of art? How does it fit in history? You know, the profound impact the Word of God has had on history is, of course, left out in non-Christian universities, and we get to introduce that, and that's a big thing. When students come here, they're going to grow in the knowledge of how the, how Scripture has affected societies and cultures for thousands of generations.
1: That's great. Thank you so much, Chad, for coming to uh, share about how Arizona Christian University is transforming culture with truth, with God's truth. Would you please uh, close in prayer for whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to pray for?
2: Absolutely. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you so much again for this opportunity to come together. We thank you for Marina. We thank you for this radio station. We thank you, Father God, for the great, wonderful things that you're doing in the body of Christ throughout the world and expanding your kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, uh, the many opportunities we've had at Arizona Christian University. And we pray, Father God, that this interview, this conversation that we've had is a blessing to many, many listeners around the globe. And we pray, Father God, that it produces... Something something comes of it, that seeds are planted, uh, the kingdom of God is blessed, and that we can all be blessed by it. By it. So all for your glory's sake, in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Psalm 117. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. We have run out of time, but Faith City Outreach can be heard again on Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. This radio program is sponsored by King Jesus Christ Ministries in Phoenix, Arizona.
0: You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at program at gmail.com. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.